ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chickie Fitzgerald. Good afternoon, this is Chickie Fitzgerald, and today we are talking about fundraising and giving back, leaving a legacy, and doing it in ways that are outside of the box, which for any of you who know me, know that that is my middle name, outside the box. Our guest today, actually backed by popular demand, we've got Monica and Mark Healy. And Monica was with us uh, for the first time, I think, back in, in 2009, which means, Monica, you were very young then. Welcome back, <laughs> I would have guys. just been entering high school then. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it is so great to have the two of you back. And so, Monica, uh, you first joined us uh, again to talk about uh, your life experiences at the time, and there was a book that was written, and and it was about uh, uh, an early accident that you had. And and Mark is your dad. Mark, welcome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So your family's life was forever changed uh, back in 1997. In fact, just uh, shortly before Christmas that year, on December 6th. You guys can uh, pick who wants to tell me the story of that <laughs> cool Saturday morning. Um, okay, I guess I will start. So I would have been three years old at that time, and um, my dad was a Canadian Tire dealer, and so he we were part of the Santa Claus parade. Um, and so we were on the parade, and I believe I tripped on my shirt because it was a bit bigger because I was only three years old, and I ended up falling off the parade, um, and uh, I think heading head first. Uh, so I was injured, and, you know, everyone was very worried about me and worried about my neck. So um, they decided that they were going to um, – they were talking about airlifting me to a hospital, but they were worried about uh, turbulence and injuring my neck even more. So we ended up going by ambulance um, where we went to sick kids, and they did some tests and everything like that. Um, Dad, I'll let you uh, take the story on from here. Uh, Monica, you're gonna make me cry. Sorry if I I'll try not to cry. On, I'll try not to cry on the air as we get these flashbacks. But uh, yeah, she, Monica had fallen off the float, and as a parent, you try and protect your children, and we had taken all kinds of precautions. But uh, it turned into be a rough weekend. Uh, we were blessed, and it turned out uh, they thought she had broken her neck. Monica had broken her neck, but it turned out it was a bad case of whiplash. So. Um, mm. Yeah, we are blessed and thankful. No one ever wants to take a, a child to a hospital. Sick Kids is uh, renowned around the world. Great hospital. You know, I'd never been there before. And, um, you know, uh, you appreciate a hospital like that after you've been through circumstances like that. So, um, uh, and I think it's important for us always to give back. So that's kind of, uh, we've always sort of had that DNA from my grandparents to my parents to, we like to pass it on to the generations. So um, we've come up with this legacy program, and uh, I'll let you uh, ladies start it off, and I'll try and fill in the blanks. Well, I, I, I want to just back up just a little bit, and, and something you just said, Mark, is that some people are fortunate enough to come from families that have a lot of money, and they can leave significant gifts, whether it's to their own 
children or grandchildren, or if they've had an experience similar to yours, you know, perhaps they write large checks to hospitals or other kinds of foundations. And not everybody is in that, that boat. In fact, I would venture to say that the majority of our listeners aren't. And, and so I'm really curious, uh, you know, when, when we take a look at where Monica has been, um, she has been the catalyst behind this, partially because of her own experience. But I think, as you said, that this is really baked into who you guys are as a family. Mark, can you give us just a little bit more color on that? Uh, you know, you, you were working for Canadian Tire, and for those who don't know, it's, you know, one of the largest retailers in Canada. Um, Mark, what, what was your family life like as you were growing up? Was there an emphasis on giving? No, I just think it was raised, uh, I think, through the school, through parents. Um, my grandparents, I just remember uh, my mom and dad, we, 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 were, we were fine. We didn't have a lot of money, but we always made sure that we looked after uh, neighbors, friends, you know, people through the church, different things. So um, I just think it was sort of like you're, you're brought up, you see it, you, they, they show lead by example, and you, you pick up on it. And uh, um, what we did with this charity component is we um, just sharing best practices. We were actually introduced to it by St. Andrew's College in Aurora. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't know about it. So we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just sharing best practices. And uh, the way it works, the legacy program is instead of estate planning when you're 75, 80, you do it at an earlier age. So um, I think one of the kids had come home and said, you know, Dad, half the world's population lives on a dollar a day. I said, well, that's not very good. We better donate $2 a day. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we got thinking about it, and that sort of left, uh, I'll let Monica talk about it more, but uh, as part of their school curriculum in high school, they have to donate so many hours to charity, um, right. what, what, do they call, what do they call it, Mon? It was uh, community service hours. So my high school, right. we had to, most high schools in Ontario have to um, complete 40 hours of community service, mm-hmm. um, but I went to a Yeah, it's the same here in the U.S. Yeah. yeah. And so we had to do 80, so we had to do double what the other schools had to do. So I was trying to figure out what can I do for 80 hours and (laughs) do something that I guess is meaningful to me as well. Um, And so, yeah, we came up with, like, Teens for a Cause and all that kind of stuff to help contribute. So, Mark, you were talking – yeah, you were talking about the $2 a day, and this wasn't just from Monica. Uh, You've actually got four children, right? Correct. And so each one of them uh, committed to donating $2 a day toward, uh, and again, I want you to talk a little bit more about this life insurance policy angle because it's mm-hmm. it's a, a very interesting way uh, to tap into giving. And, and as you said, a lot of people don't know about it. So sure. um, is this something that is uh, valid both in the U.S. and in Canada? Yes. Yeah, anybody can do it. And so I, I've sat on hospital boards. I grew up in Mississauga, just west of uh, Toronto. So when the world collapsed in 2009, we were putting on a new wing at the hospital. So, um, you know, it was hard to call up your buddies and ask for a big check, you know, half a million, a million dollars. Yeah. Not. And then um, I learned this this legacy program through St. Andrews. So I thought, well, we'll use it there. So And then I said to the kids, maybe, you know, what, what if we did this for Sick Kids Hospital and we'll put our money where our mouth is and that way, when I go fundraising, uh, nobody can say no to me. So I'm either, either going to come in and knock on your door and get a big check, or I'm going to get a legacy program. So if if we reverse engineer it, it works out to be it's a dollar seventy-five a day. So all four kids agreed that they would donate a dollar seventy-five a day, 
which is uh, $700 a year, which is $25,000 over their lifetime, which allows them to buy a quarter of a million dollar policy. So all four kids agreed, agreed on it, and they supported Monica with her program there, uh, you know, uh, Teens for a Cause, and to raise a million dollar for sick kids. And, yeah, so, so that, that way anybody can afford it. So uh, the kids were ages 16 through 23. Janelle was 23, Cameron 21, Devin 19, Monica 16. So when people say they can't afford it, I said, well, my kids donated a million dollars to sick kids, and uh, none of them were working. They were all in school. So, you know, people say they can't afford it. Well, you can afford it. It's affordable to everybody. That's why, like you said at the beginning, you got to think outside the box, right? So, um, um, so anyways, uh, that's what the kids and, and Monica did. So. so, Monica, are you still in high school now? No, I um, went to high school and then I went to Sheridan College for photography and I just graduated in May with my photography degree. Oh, fabulous. So during the course of this this process of, of figuring this out, were you uh, having to explain this to your teachers? I mean, did you share it with your classmates and, and did you get other people actually to donate alongside you? Well, I mostly my dad because he knew all the numbers and all that kind of stuff. But I did talk about it with my teachers, not so much the uh, kids, just because they were kind of, I felt like, too young to fully understand. And I felt like I couldn't explain it as well as my dad could. Um, but the teachers were all very curious and uh, wanted to learn more about it and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, not so much the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, you all have, have focused these give-back efforts on the hospital. Mark, are you leading other, other organizations to try to utilize the same methodology, or are you focusing primarily uh, on, the, on the healthcare industry? No, uh, well, I guess, yeah, I guess the community uses the hospital, and that's why everybody can benefit by, by it. And, uh, you know, to be a great neighborhood and a great community, you need great hospitals to take care of everybody. So I guess that's kind of my focus. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, we, Mississauga, we did the hospital there. The kids did this one. The other one was St. Andrew's College, and it's a boys' school, an independent school. So what we did up there was, you know, a lot of alumni and different people want to give back to their schools, high schools, universities, colleges. So what we did up there was the school, and this is where we learned the program from, is they match what you donate, and then um, you buy a life insurance policy. So um, when we pass on, we said the criteria for our scholarships to go out would be big brothers to give a, a young lad a chance to go to this uh, boys school up in Aurora, which is, you know, right. not, not uh, which known for academics, but sports, drama and different things. So um, that's really where this all started from. And we're just sort of carrying the torch and uh, trying to spread the word. Great. So, so Mark, can you explain to our listeners? So, if if we've got let let's say the CEO of a company who is is uh, curious about this methodology, and how they could deploy it, perhaps even for their their whole employee base, um, where do they start? Uh, are there only certain insurance companies who who can help with this, or can this be with with any kind of life insurance policy? Yeah. I'd say that was with any life insurance policy, any life insurance company, insurance company. So um, that's actually great that you brought that up because there's a real opportunity. A lot of the times, like I just think in Toronto, in the financial area, they get all the banks, big corporations, they raise money for United Way, then who distributes it to the various charities throughout Toronto. So 
um, a lot of corporations will match what the employees put into the fundraising and donations. So if you take the, the legacy program, so you have uh, a member, you know, over their career at, a, let's say, a bank, for example, you know, has donated 25000 and then the bank matches that. They buy this life insurance policy. It's great leverage, and, um, you know, it benefits both parties. Well, actually, everybody, even the charities. So. Right. I think, right. I think there's a big opportunity there for corporations to match the employees' donations and then leverage it from there. Mm-hmm. So, Monica, what would you tell uh, if if we've got other other young people who are listening? And and you know, it's hard hard to think about a legacy when you're when you're in high school and college. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, again, I'm not sure how much you actually remember about your accident at age three, but. But there had to be a moment where where you understood that, you know, there's no guarantee that life is forever, right? And so contributing and, and taking care of others is, is uh, actually pretty cool. So tell us how, how you yeah. feel philosophically about this because, again, the mechanics of how to get it done, you know, we leave that to the dads of the world. But, but how do you <laughs> motivate other, other people to think beyond their years? Yeah, well, I think that I was very lucky in that my parents have always taught us to give back and everything. But I think as a young person, like, just experience experiencing other people giving back. Like, I remember when, when I was three years old in the hospital. I don't have many memories from this accident, but I do remember this. Um, we were into kids, and I, I guess I had a bunch of tests and all that stuff. And I was just, like, three years old, not wanting to be there, and just crying, and then I remember being in a wheelchair with my mom and a doctor or a nurse and they were taking me somewhere and I was just crying because I thought I was going to get more tests. I just didn't want to be there. And I just remember absolutely bawling. And then they took me into this room and it was just like a massive room with a bunch of toys. And I was just so happy. And like, it's just, they treated, uh, like, I, not, like I said, I don't remember much from that day, but I just remember like the kids treating me super well. And um, I just, I guess that um, like throughout my years, I've just, really acknowledge when people like do that nice thing go out of their way to do something nice for you um as my parents have always said you know if you work in customer service or something there's going to be nine great people and one bad person but you got to focus on the nine great instead of the one bad so i think that just focusing on giving back and all that kind of stuff and um my parents have always taught um, us that it's very important and i think that i'm very lucky to have that and Throughout like um, college, I tried to give back too, and I actually ended up um, doing some community service work, and I ended up winning like a, a scholarship for my community service work, which was really great to mm. like get acknowledged for um, working with the community. Um, nice. So I think that it's just trying to stay positive and just seeing what's good in the world, you know, when there's a lot of bad things going on. So I think just young people just need to try out, like, even if it's just one thing, once a month helping out, I think even that makes a change. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only will you feel good about it, but you're helping others. So it's a win-win. Right. Well, I was just talking uh, to some other parents about this uh, because, of course, our school also requires – uh, that give back. And I happen to have a 17-year-old son. He's a junior in high school. And we were talking about whether the requirement of community service actually births in these young people the desire to give back or whether they just see it as yet another requirement that they just have to tick off yeah. the box. 
And, you know, I mean, I think it can certainly work either way, but if they figure out meaningful ways to give back and have those personal interactions like you described, that it really can change their hearts, which which yes. is really the, the whole point behind it isn't just, you know, to give you an arbitrary number of hours that you have to do, but hope that it's enough uh, that you've been able to see some life changes. Definitely. And I think that a good advice for that is because not a lot of high school students aren't going to want to do that type of stuff, but to do like community service for something you're interested in. So for example, I love animals. And so I've been photographing um, dog uh, at a dog guide foundation. Um, so that's service dogs. And I love it because I got to be around dogs. So it's like something that I'm interested in, but it's still helping out the community. So if you're in high school, like instead of just doing whatever is easiest, do something that you're interested in so that you enjoy it more because, you know, not you're not going to want to do every community service there is out there. You're going to want to do something right. and it will make it easier and time go by quicker as well. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm a, I'm a big uh, proponent of figuring out how you can give back as a part of what you do. I mean, precisely what you've just described. And I have a travel technology company, and we uh, have a unique uh, little piece of software that can be put, for instance, on a hospital website so that when there is an accident or, or uh, someone has uh, surgery and and needs their family and friends to come in, our product allows the friends and family to easily get to the hospital and to find a hotel nearby. And we actually give back 25% of our revenue stream back to the hospital. So, Mark, we ought to chat about this and see if there's wow, any way that we could, get cool. some, yeah, good. If we could get some matching funds going on with that and contribute yeah. that uh, to your your efforts, uh, you know, to build up this fund and, and build up this contribution that you're making back to the, the sick kids uh, hospital. Uh, would love uh, to have a chance to chat about that with you. Yeah, that's right. Good for you guys. Yeah, that's important. Because, yeah, lots of times, even I know at sick kids, they have Ronald McDonald homes and all that. Because, you know, kids come from all over the place and all over the world and their families right. come with them. And then, you know, they have to stay here for two or three months. You know, it gets mm -hmm. costly. And, it um, does. You know, well, the uh, interesting thing, though, is, I mean, we've really designed our product not, not for the direct family because usually the hospitals do a pretty good job of taking care of the parents. Right. But if right. aunts and uncles and, and friends and, and, you know, remote relatives come in, there just mm -hmm. isn't the room for them at those kinds of facilities. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, and again, we're we're doing the same thing with universities, where we are uh, when people at the university uh, have visitors that come in, to just say parents coming to see the university, we mm -hmm. give back twenty five percent of our revenue stream to the scholarship fund. So some of the some oh, of the very nice. things that you're doing, yeah. we're mirroring uh, with my company. So, yeah. Mark, um, tell me tell me yeah. what you are wanting to accomplish in talking to people about the legacy fund and and what someone who's listening to this can do uh, to help you guys achieve your goals. Sure. I just think, you know what, um, there's charities in your neighborhood, in your province, your state, your country. You know, everybody can afford it, even just a little bit. So if, if you break it down, it's a dollar seventy-five a day or a dollar fifty a day. So most people can afford that. Um, it's just having the knowledge. We're just trying to share best practices. And at the end of the day, I think we all want to contribute and uh, I call it food for the soul. So 
Um, mm-hmm. It's good for everybody. It's good for yourself. You make you feel good about it, and everybody tries to contribute in in what they have and what they can do. Um, and uh, like right now, there's a campaign where they're going to build a new sick kids hospital. They just started the campaign a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're raising 1.3 billion dollars to raise to build a new sick kids hospital in Toronto. They have 500 million raised. Um, so. Uh, you know, it's nice to have current dollars, but it's nice to have dollars coming down through the pipeline with all these various policies. So, again, right. it's, we didn't come up with the idea. We're just sharing best practices. And, um, you know, it's like you just mentioning about what you do with your business and, and your company and giving back 25%. There's lots of great ideas out there. It's just trying to get get the word out and share the knowledge kind of thing. So, Terrific, terrific. Monica, are there any last words that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I don't think so, but uh, thank you so much for um, taking the time to talk with us. It's always great listening and everything, and great talking with you as well. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for giving up a bit of your Friday afternoon, and (laughs) I wish you all the best in your efforts, and and, uh, I know that you're going to see the the long-term benefits of the legacy that you're leaving. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks uh, again, and and thanks for helping to change your game of giving back. And for our listeners, I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm.